Buffalo to Live campaign is an incredibly important message. It's a very simple message with a, a phenomenally powerful impact. My name's Simon Crisp. Um, I'm lucky enough to have worked with the RNLI on the Float to Live campaign as an ambassador after that advice saved my son's life in 2017. I'd taken the boys away um, to celebrate um, Evan's birthday a little bit belatedly because they'd been going through their GCSE exams. We have a, a holiday home in Northumberland and he wanted to take a couple of his friends up there just to kind of celebrate completing their GCSEs and, and also um, belatedly celebrate his birthday. So they'd been up there for a couple of days. Um, they had been in the sea the previous day in the same location, just, you know, jumping over some waves, splashing around, enjoying themselves, kind of letting their hair down after a stressful few weeks, I suppose, of doing their GCSE. So whether that was okay, um, being on that beach a thousand times before with Evan and up until the point that something went wrong, everything just seemed perfectly normal, normal day, a group of lads enjoying themselves, and I was just watching on from the shore side. I'd noticed that they'd started to go out a little bit further than I would have was happy with, so I started walking towards them to tell them to come back, and that was the point I realised something was wrong. Um, so a wave had came over and started to pull them back out of their depth, so some of the boys kind of popped out from either side of the wave, which obviously I now know was a, a rip current in between those waves. Um, but two of them got dragged further back out. Uh, one of them quickly found his footing and, and, and was managed to get himself back to shore. But I realised Evan wasn't going to do that. He was just a quick, very, very quickly. He was going further and further back. Um, even though he was swimming and, and making motions, he wasn't getting any closer to shore. He was just going back at, at quite some speed. That was the point I realised that he wasn't going to get back um, to the beach by himself. Um, at that point, it was kind of twofold. I was trying to get the other boys out of the sea and keep them out of the sea so they didn't go out after him. And also that's when I made the call to the Coast Guard and asked for the, the RNLI um, because it was quite evident Evan wasn't going to come back under his own steam. And by that point, um, it was difficult to see him over the waves. was terrifying as a, as a father to, to watch that unfold in what felt like seconds so I was kind of shouting to him I didn't know if he'd hear us or not just trying all the time to to, to kind of will him back to shore you know I, I had no idea what was going through his mind at that point in time um I was just trying to maintain eye contact I think I made a couple of calls to the to the coast guard because as a parent you're just wanting almost an instant response because at that point I knew I couldn't go into the sea. Um, I didn't have a wetsuit on. Um, I was fully clothed. Um, there was no way I was going to be able to to get him back to shore. And I didn't want there to be more casualties because if I went back in, I was worried the other boys would go back in the situation would just get worse. I didn't know Evan had seen the RNLI Float to Live campaign. Um, so he'd, I think he'd listened to that advice and he'd kind of, started to try and float i think he floated and then he decided to try and swim again then realized no i'm going to float and he floated and he, and he kept doing that at that point time didn't really seem like it was real it was kind of a bubble 
you know, what one one minute, what passing the seconds. It was incredibly surreal experience. I was just trying to constantly stay fixed on Evan, constantly telling the boys to get away from the sea, telling them to get go back to the vehicle that we had to get dry. And um, then I saw Evan starting to move um closer back towards the harbour. Um so we were at Beadnell Bay, which is a beach on the Northumberland coast, which is a bit strange because it, it, the, the harbour faces west, even though it's on the east coast. And I noticed Evan was starting to move back round towards where the, the harbour was. So I started to run round um, onto the harbour wall. By that point, the Coast Guard were already there, um, who obviously were trying to watch what was, was happening and relaying information back. Um, the natural current started to bring Evan back into the, to the bay of the harbour which was a relief in one sense because you could I could see him more clearly than when he was when he was out to sea but also I was still in that situation where I couldn't actually do anything the current brought Evan back to a, a yacht Beadnell has quite in the summer quite a few yachts um moored in the in the bay um it brought him to a, a yacht that he was managed to um grab a hold of the the mooring line for that boat and that was the point uh, a, a local surfer um, ran out through the, the dunes, jumped on his board and paddled out to Evan and he hauled him up onto that boat. And what felt like minutes after that, the RNLI in, inshore boat arrived by land. They launched and recovered Evan from um, from the boat and then returned him into the care of the Northeast Ambulance Service. Um, if he hadn't have seen that RNLI advice, I, I dread to think what the outcome would have been. My instinct as a father was I wanted to go and get my child back. But I knew from experience and almost self-awareness to some extent that by doing that, I was going to make the situation worse, not better. Surreal is the only way I can describe it because you're almost fighting with your inner monologue. You part of you is going, go out, do something, act, and the other part of you is saying, no, stay here, keep your eyes on him. This is the best solution. This is the best way of dealing with this situation. But thankfully, everything turned out right. So I can, you know, I can, I can say that was the right thing to do. Um, but it was a, a phenomenally difficult conversation to have in your own head um, at a time where your senses are heightened everything around you is just kind of a blur it was just me watching my child and and trying not for a second to to break eye contact with him probably the hardest thing I've ever done the relief when he was um, rescued by the 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 inshore lifeboat um, I just dropped to my knees because I think for that whole 45 minutes from when I made the initial phone call to him being recovered, it, I think it was just purely running on adrenaline. I'd never heard of Float to Live, um, if, I'm, if I'm absolutely honest, before this happened. Thankfully, Evan had gone to the cinema a couple of weeks beforehand and, and he'd gone to see the Baywatch film. Um, and it had been on before that and that was his only exposure to the campaign um, a couple of weeks before um, before the incident but the message was so strong that in a in a really high stress situation the clarity of that message stuck 
and it it came to the fore and he was able to use it successfully um i think it's it's credit to the R on the line to the team that developed that message that they, they delivered it in such a way that it got across to young people to a point where in the situation Evan was in, it, it came to mind and he was able to really apply it without, it's not something he learned in a classroom. It's not something he'd practiced in a swimming lesson. It was something that he saw eating popcorn, waiting for a film to start, but it was enough to save his life, which is phenomenal, really, that that a trip to the cinema um, in a, I don't know, 30-second advert was enough to 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 preserve his life and, and save my son. It gave him the opportunity to go and pick up his GCSE results, which he excelled in. It gave him the opportunity to go to college, onto university, now at university doing a master's. It gave him the opportunity to, to fall in love um he's traveled the world and seen different places and he's he's continued to grow that day that advice has has given us as a family the opportunity to watch him mature watch him start his career and, and and really blossom without that message there is a very very strong and real chance we would not have had that it's a very simple message with a, a phenomenally powerful impact. My name is Annie Jago. I am a senior lifeguard with the RNLI and I'm also volunteering for the lifeboat crew. If you want to hear more stories from the RNLI's 200 Voices collection, then head to rnli.org forward slash 200 voices or subscribe to the RNLI wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you for listening. Two Hundred Voices is an adventurous audio limited production for the RNLI.